All right, y'all. It is just after five o'clock on a Sunday, and you know what that means. It's time for Loud and Lush. Let's go see if we can't find Miss Laura. You know I'm here. <laughs> You're always there, and I'm always here. <laughs> You're always there. I'm always here. How many miles away from each other are we? What? Did you 3,211. Yeah, she's worked it out, guys. <laughs> Well, Bella incident found out how long it would take for me to fly. I thought that was so precious. Uh-huh. They sent me a picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just want you over here. They just want you over here. Oh, y'all kick me off that island quicker and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on. Let's get on with it. Well, who have you got for us this week? We've got a great big old interview coming up now, too, don't we? Uh, we really, really do. And, um... Mm -hmm. Can't wait to get to that. So let's let's get going. Um, Crack so on. We're going to kick <laughs> off. <laughs> we're going to kick off with the DDEs. You got to shout it out. There may, Madam Deputy Speaker, be a, a virus one day that threatens our very way of life. But this isn't it.
All right, y'all. Now that was Regency bringing us Rainbow. These guys are absolutely banging them out. Absolutely banging them out, these tunes. Are they bangers? They are bangers, yeah, as well. This is a very pretty one. This is a pretty banger. Mash it. Here we go. <laughs> okay, swiftly moving on. Um, we've got the V transmission with Red Cherry Smile.
Right now, that was our buddies in census with little pictures without sound. This is another group that is absolutely flying the songs out, and it's amazing. Oh, I love it! I love it. We and of course, I know people think we're still playing, we're playing the same bands and everything, but the, oh, the music that's coming from them is just absolutely amazing. So we've got to share it. Shared. Moving on, moving on. Um, what have we now? I fell. 
by The Wonderful Nonsense. Down on death row 
to the bridges and canals Take a trip down Rembrandt Square Maybe soon I'll see you there Shall I grab some Mexicanos? Score some purple haze Amsterdam's so pretty When you're off your face Cause I'm strolling around Amsterdam Without a care in the world Cause I'm mooching around Amsterdam Is it a boy or a girl? Cause I'm mooching I'm buzzing I'm tripping I'm jeeping Do you wanna come inside? Do you wanna run and hide? Take your horse and you can ride Maybe you will meet your bride I'm strolling around Amsterdam Without a care in the world Cause I'm mooching around Amsterdam Is it a boy or a girl? Okay, now that was the Shed Project bringing us a day in the dam. And I am so, so happy to be able to bring that song to everybody. It's another absolutely amazing rendition from the Shed Project. We love these guys. Oh, who's up next? We have King Robon with Apologies. Or is it Apologize? That's Apologies. That's Apologies on this side of the ocean. Got it. Got it right. Got it right. I can't read my own writing. I could let it go of you I've been riding for the Metropolitan Blues A thousand letters coming through And yet there's nothing from you 
not a single one You've been singing on the television again Breaking hearts about the times we had back then The disposition has me wondering Was it something I said? I doubt it now Apologies, apologies for tearing up A part of me, a part of me is on the run I gotta leave, I gotta leave, oh no
set up on Okay, now that was one of our Miss Kim's favorites coming out there. That is Bonnie Tune by P.G. Carlietta. Another fabulous tune. Right, April. You know fine well I always bring you a nice treat. We've got one of the best ones this week. This week we're talking to the lovely Nicholas Chapman. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Hi there. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Busy day. Busy day, but, you know, getting through. So, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, a singer-songwriter, musician from Middlesbrough. Mm -hmm. Uh, I play loads of gigs around the local areas. I get paid for it, you know, for money. That's my job. It's got me... To pl- like to live in Italy for a bit, wow. a couple of year ago, playing like working on ski re- ski resorts, singing on there, playing in bars, a bar and hotel. Uh, so yeah, music's you know get me places and take me places. I never used to always do music. I used to, when I was younger, I used to work on like building sites and stuff. I was a plasterer, I was a joiner, and mm-hmm. I did uh, scaffolding. I've done all sorts, but I I, I didn't like that work. I was it was just wasn't for me, and then when I turned, 
got to about 27. Uh, so I started pretty late when I got into music. When I got about 27, I decided to pick up the guitar. I haven't looked back. You know, I just fell in love with, with like, music. And what uh, was it that brought you to it, though? Just a, a number of things. I always, even from a young age, I, could, I knew I could sing. Mm-hmm. At school, at senior school, I remember the music teachers saying, wanted me to join the choir and stuff, you know, to, to sing and that. But obviously, at school, if I'd have joined the choir, I'd have got tortured. <laughs> it, it was something like, you know, it was like a, a geeky thing to do at school. And at school, I always wanted to be one of the popular kids. Yeah. Then, so I always knew I could sing. As I got older, I started going out and stuff. And then I used to see some friends who were singers who were like going on karaoke and that. And I used to like watch him and think, oh, I'd love to go on karaoke and just sing to people. But I never had the uh, I never had the balls to do it at the time. I was still young. So I used to just put it off all the time. But always, I always had that like sort of itch to want to do it. Mm. And then best friend, one of my best mates, he's been in bands since he was like a kid. He's a bass player. And he played acoustic guitar as well. And when I got like in my twenties, I started going around Disney. He started playing the acoustic guitar, and I just started singing sometimes with him on the mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. You know, and it was something different when you, you know, when you're singing to like a backing track or something, or like to a CD. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it when you sing on when you sing to with an acoustic guitar, it's something like. Amazing! It just feels amazing to sing to. I don't know something magic about it for me. Mm-hmm. I just wow! I'd love to be able to play guitar and you know, and one day and and you know, and, and sing as well. But like, I tried a few times to learn, and at first, when you learn guitar, it's so hard. It's so hard, and you you know, I think a few times I, I quit to like when in my early twenties that. You know, when I was learning guitar, I think a few times, like my friend, he borrowed me his guitar, and a few times I tried to learn, and it was just, you know, I was trying to do it, but it was hurting my fingers and stuff. I just didn't have the patience at the time. Mm. And then I think as I got getting a bit older in my twenties, I think I went out one night and got drunk, <laughs> and I went, yeah, I got drunk, and I, uh, I went on the karaoke, yeah, in some in some bar in Middlesbrough, like, and it was a pretty rough pub where I went. Too. And I start, I started singing a, a song like I think I sang a, you know that hey hey baby I want <laughs> I that came that was that was out in the chart at the time like, you know no I actually sing that song I sang I think I sang a Ronan Keaton song when you say nothing at all all oh, right yeah yeah I think it was yeah I think I sang that one Ronan Keaton because I don't know I, obviously Ronan Keaton was massive back then wasn't he he was yeah. Quite easy to sing as well, so yeah, I sang a Ronan Keaton song. Uh, it might have, it might have been when you say nothing at all, or if tomorrow never comes, because that was my karaoke song for a lot, like for like when I used to go on karaoke. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I sang, and the full pub were like, were buzzing. They were absolutely buzzing off me. <laughs> yeah. So then I started like doing it. I started. I got, I got the confidence from that. I got the bug for it. You know. I started go every time I was going out. I, I couldn't wait to get on the karaoke to sing. Every time I get on it, everyone was just like, you know, make me feel amazing, like saying how like good I was and stuff. And you know, I'd, I'd get old men and that like come up, come up, come up to me and say like they really like I really like uh, touched them, you know, from, really loved it and stuff. And 
you know, I'd have obviously I'd have like loads of different people, even girls and that coming up and saying they love my voice and so I went I remember going to the pictures one time with a on a date. Yeah. I went to a film called uh, PSI Love You with your album. Absolute bad film, yeah. So this is like this is what inspired me to like finally learn the guitar. He in in the movie he obviously he like plays guitar in it. And he sings this song called Galway Girl. Yeah. And that was it. I just seen him do it. And it's just when this is when Gerard Butler just came on the scene. So he did he wasn't as like as big as he is now, well known. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, this what a what a hunk he is, you know, playing guitar. <laughs> oh, he was he was a hunk. Yeah. And I remember the last one I was like with at the time, like at the picture, she was even buzzing. And uh, <laughs> I thought the light bulb just that was it. I thought right, I need to learn guitar. I really do. I need to learn guitar because imagine I could learn guitar. Imagine that, like obviously, because I was in my twenties, you live. I just me and my friends at the time, we you'd live for going out and just pulling girls, don't you? <laughs> that's all you, you want to do in your twenties. Well, that's all I wanted to do anyway. And my friends. So yeah, that light bulb it was like right. I need to learn guitar because I can sing as well. If I can play guitar. And Serenade, <laughs> wow, that's it. I'm, I'm anyway, started getting some uh, guitar lessons off. My, my best mate, who, who I was talking about earlier, he was in a band and the guitarist in the band. And so I got like guitar lessons for cheap off this. The guitarist helped me mate's band. <laughs> like £10, 10 pound for an hour. So I couldn't, you know, I used to go once a week. And he'd, honestly, lessons do help if you like first start learning guitar because... I'll just show you how where to put your fingers and how you how to do it properly, you know. Mm-hmm. So it did help me, and then I just got like I just got obsessed with the guitar. I just started practicing all the time, and obviously, the better I was getting, the more deeper I was getting into it, and I was singing as well. And yeah, I then I just from that I started, you know, going to open mics enough, open mics and stuff, and watching, you know, watching people singing stuff. And I think then I met a. Uh, some lads at an open mic who wanted to start a band and they asked me to be the singer. Wow. So this is when I was about 27, 28, 27, 20. Yeah, probably about 27. This went up because I started playing guitar when I was about 27. So it was yeah. quite in my, like, in my career. So I joined a band. Next minute, I'm starting to write. Obviously, you're in a band, original band. We have to write songs. So <laughs> then I'm, I'm going around my mate's house and we're all like jamming together and we're writing, and we're writing songs. And I'm like, wow. This is amazing, this, we're writing songs here as well. <laughs> then, you know, there was a great music scene in Borough at, around yeah, all this yeah. time, at Dr. Brown's and places. There used to be a wicked band nights and loads of original music. And this is when bands were, like, still big in the charts, and I think, as well. You had, like, you know, like, so the Kings Leon and the Killers mm-hmm. and that out at the time. So band music was pretty big still then. It was awesome. And I, I started, like, playing at these places, you know, with, with, with my band. Mm-hmm. And it was just great buzz you know then I then I obviously I was working at the time I was doing working on building sites and that at the time and stuff but then I decided to go to college and do music wow I was just obsessed with music then and from there I just kept you know progressing and moving forward with it and then went to college for a bit but then I left college because it wasn't for me you know it was like it was more like doing like coursework and stuff and I wanted to learn more about being a great musician and learning the skills and stuff but that was all about just doing coursework and stuff so you could go to the uni so I left college 
uh, I left me band. The band I was in, I left the band. We, I, I end up, we end up splitting up because some of the lads didn't. I didn't feel like they were taking it as serious as me and stuff. So at this point, I could play my acoustic guitar. So I thought, right, I'm just going to go to open mics on on my own and just play and sing. Mm-hmm. And kept progressing, and then eventually going to the open mics, I got then asked to to play gigs, and they were going to pay me. And then like some of the so, so, for I was getting paid for the hour. I was thinking, bloody hell, I'm making more. I'm making more like from this one gig than I would in like a few days at working on building sites. Yeah, slogging my slogging my ass off, which I hate. <laughs> so, and you know, again, another light bulb. I, I start. I thought, right, I'm going to do this. I want to take this a bit more serious. And then I just kept like, I'm just moving forward with it. And then I had a friend who made. Who was like, he's made it in Poland. He's like, he's, I think he's famous now. And I knew at the time he was. I was good, he's done and stuff, and he, he went to school with me and stuff, and I seen him out one night, and I asked him about, like, being a songwriter, because I knew yeah. he was successful at it, and I'll, we'll, we'll have to listen to one of his songs later, actually, because he's with an independent label, so, you know, he's still independent, but he's, yeah. he's really well now. Uh, anyway, I asked him, what, how do you become a, like a, song, like a, a singer-songwriter? How do you do it? And he just told me, he said, you just need to write as much as you can. Mm-hmm. That was the inspiration I needed because I knew he he's like he was doing it anyway and he was successful. He was making a living from doing original music. I just started writing as much as I could, learning the craft, and I'm still learning, still learning it now. But trying to like write as many songs as I could and just get better at it. And then I seen interviews with people like I even seen an interview with Ed Sheeran saying, even though I'm like I'm not really an Ed Sheeran fan, but at the time I think I was more of a fan then, and I was a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Oh, his first album and stuff, and he was, he was a bit more like forky. Uh, I, I heard him in an interview saying, like, just write as much as you can. And it's basically think of a tap that runs dirty water. The more you write, it's like the water eventually will become clear. Uh-huh. I think he's it like that. And, like, you know, so I just thought, I was just inspired. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. He said something like. Songwriters, I've seen like I, I, I went on YouTube and that, and you know, looked at how other songwriters write and how much time they put in. And I just thought, right, you just need to really work at this and work on your craft, you know. And I think I had a, I always got told I had a talent for a melody as well, even when I was in like off my mate who's who's my best mate I was on about earlier. He told me I had a great ear for melodies and catchy choruses and stuff. So that gave me the confidence to start writing songs and stuff. The stage I'm at now is I wanna, I wanna now start focusing on the original music more, because I've done the cover scene for for a long time now just to make the money, but now I'm past that now. I wanna, I feel like I've worked on my craft as a songwriter. Now I feel like I've got the confidence and I believe in myself more. Now. I really wanna have a go at like showing off my original music. And so you should. So um, you brought a couple of songs along for us. I think it might be about time we have a listen to one of them. Yeah. Who who have you got to us first? The first person, obviously, I'm going to go with a local artist. And he's called, he's probably been on your show before, I think, uh, Patrick Jordan. Yes, yes, he has. We love Patrick. And I heard one of his songs and it's called Change Your Mind. Hmm. Wow, what a song. This is really, really, really good. This song, it's like, it sounds like an old classic country song. And I thought, the melody is lovely as well. I just thought, it's a beautiful song, this. I feel like, you know, 
have I heard this before? So it's a, it's a, it's like I'm, I'm really really good at this, you know. So it's like just old school country. I think it's got that like I can't think of what old school artists would sing it like from the country scene. But I just think it's a, with it. <laughs> very nice. I think it's just a very nice song. So yeah, Patrick Jordan. Let's have a listen. If I wrote you a song Or painted the sky Well, I'm sorry I love you And I'll be different next time Would it change anything To plead for my sins Well, I've no doubt I won't change your mind And I would give you the moon And steal every star In the night sky And hold back the rivers And the tide Cause if you Out of 
Who was that one then, Nick? So the next song is by uh, another local artist, and she's called uh, Jen Dixon. Our Jen. We love a bit of Jen. And I don't know if she's been doing music for a while, you know. So I know she's a, like a talented drummer and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I think now she's gone more doing the acoustic solo. I don't know if it's solo, but she's done more like the acoustic singer-songwriting stuff now. Yeah, yeah. She's a talented girl, and I went with you, didn't I? You yeah, like, yeah. You invited me to go to one of the nights and we went to watch watch you one night, didn't we? At the yeah. uh, volume in Stockton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I remember I, I, like she, she did a song called uh, Falling Into You. And I remember saying to you, didn't I? I said, mm-hmm. oh, song that. Really, yeah. really uh, good song, right? And that, like, I'm going to tell her. And I, so I did. I told her, like, that song, Falling Into You, it's really, I think it's a really catchy, catchy song. So, yeah. Well, and then you sung it all the way home. Yeah, it's just got that hook. I'm falling. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's the hook, the chorus. It's really catchy. And I told yeah. her that right, and I think she was, I think she was buzzing at the time. And I told her. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's fabulous. Our Jen. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to come from that girl. Well, she's doing really well on the social media side now, hasn't she? Considering she hasn't been doing it that long, like she's she's doing brilliant. Yeah, I think um, Jen, she only started um, writing her own songs at the beginning of lockdown and everything. Then she's produced them more or less all herself as well. She's just absolute fabulous talent. Exactly, exactly. If you're producing it all as well, that just, you know, shows how, how much talent you have got. Yeah. What Prince did, didn't she? Didn't she? That's what Prince did, didn't he? <laughs> I think his first, I think I told his first ever album, he played all the instruments and... You know, he's that talented, isn't he? He recorded everything himself and then sent it off to labels. And I think, I don't know if this is true. I I heard it somewhere. I think the labels were like, oh, who's played on all this then? He was like, oh, I did it all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Talented bastards, aren't they, when they can do that? (laughs) 
one of the one of the greatest, isn't he? Really. Yeah. So tell us a little bit um, about um, your song because you are actually releasing a song next week. So it's on the sixth. It's up for pre-save at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, called Better Man. So let's let's have a little chat about that. Right. Well, Better Man. That that's quite an old song now. Mm-hmm. I really all back. You know, this is when I don't know. This is when I got like I got I started waking up early in the morning and writing songs because I heard somewhere I don't know I'm, I'm a bit mad like me I'll, I'll do some research I'll hear an interview and it'll probably inspire me and I think I heard someone say like you know get up early in the morning because that's when your brain's the most creative yeah so all I was doing I started getting up really early in the mornings and I was writing trying to write a song every day didn't matter how it sounded it, how, it, how it turned out I thought right I'm just going to force it now I let the songs come to me, but then I was like just forcing them to come out. Mm. You know, I didn't have now. I just pick a melody on the guitar and then just put some lyrics to it. And then this song came out better, man. It just mm-hmm. came. This is how I tell songs. It's like fishing. Sometimes you fish. Sometimes you might catch something. Sometimes you might not. This is what came. This song, better man, came out. And I did. I I didn't write it straight away. I had to like craft it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like little things like that. It, when I written Better Man, there's a, the lyric called, I just want to be a better a better man than me. But I can't take credit for that last line, Better Man Than Me, which is a great line. My mate, I showed my mate the song Better Man, like I was writing, and he went, oh, you know what? You know it would be cool if you put at the end of that line, Better Man Than Me? And I was like, wow, you're right. <laughs> that, that, that fits, that works. Like, this is the beauty of songwriting. You've got to be, if you're open to it, you can get inspired by any, everyone. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I that 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 was the line that just completed the song. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's the hook. Better mm-hmm. man. When I first read it, it was just I just want to be a better man, a better man, a better man. And then he just put, you know, it'd be cool if you put better man than me. And I thought, wow, that's deep. That's mm-hmm. deep, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'm I'm digging that. So I can't take credit for that. You know, that line I shouldn't probably say it really because he might hear it and if it may, you know if it did well one day he might go I, I want some right I want you'd be like give me that two pound fifty you <laughs> want me for your streams that he has done it but oh. <laughs> but it's the truth so. yeah when I written it I was living at home with my parents mm-hmm. and I don't know how old I was I was probably in my early thirties so you know you're living at home with your parents and you in your early thirties you feel like <laughs> your your life's a mess don't you. Because hmm. it's stressful living at home, you're like you're getting treated like a kid again, and stuff. And so I think that this song just come out. It was like, what am I doing with my life? You know, it was one of them songs like, what am I doing with my life? I didn't think I'd be, I didn't think I'd be thirty odd year old back at home with my parents. I thought I'd be somewhere, you know. I thought I'd be married now with kids or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. married. I even, I even got kids now, you know, and I'm nearly forty now, but. You old bastard. Look, look, don't you look at your life? And I think when you're in your twenties, you don't have a care in the world. I didn't. But as soon as you turn turn thirty, that's it. It all changes. Mm. You're young anymore. You haven't got all the time in the world like you used to. So then it was. I think I was. That's how I was think, feeling at the time. So it was about me. The songs about me, like thinking, oh, I've made so many mistakes in my life. You know. I want to, you know, I've already, I've already done more of the right things. I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm-hmm. So me saying, like, you know, I want to be a better man than what I am now. Do you know? Yeah. 
And I mentioned in the song, it's a, like when I was a kid, I used to dream a lot in life. I used to want to be, you know, because you, when you're a kid, you do. You dream a lot. You dream more as a kid, don't you? You do. You imagine, you know, you're going to be places and stuff. So when you're, at, when you're living at home, you feel like a bit of a, a, bit of a failure. I don't know about dreaming when we were a kid because uh, we've the conversations that we've had. There's plenty of dreaming goes on. Cause <laughs> I'm always coming up with some story. <laughs> more now because, but I think at that time it was I was just lost and you mm. know I, I wanted me parents. You know you want I think deep down we all want parents to be proud of you, don't you? Yeah, yeah. At that time I was I wasn't like down or out. I was just like looking to better my life. You know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted a bit more direction, a bit more hope in my life, and so that this song "Better Man" came out, and it's about just you know we all make mistakes in life and stuff, and it's about moving forward and and start doing the right things to be a better man than what you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It really does. But at the same time, it could mean all sorts. I could listen to it in a couple of more years. It could say something else. We say this for every week that uh, you, you, you know, anybody listens to a song, they interpret it their, their own way, don't they? And they pick something out of it that means something to them. Yeah, exactly. The, the song, if I write a song, it's not mine, it's everyone's. I was just lucky enough to be part of it. Yes. I was given it from somewhere. I know it sounds a bit spiritual, but I was, I was given the song from a high place. Yeah, I would, you know, I like to think like that. I like the magic of it. That's why I love songwriting because for me, it's it's magical. Yeah, there's something else. I'm putting something in the world that wasn't there before. Perfect, perfect yeah. explanation. So, talking about songs, you've got a couple more for us, haven't you? What have you got up for us next? Right, the next one. So, let me just look at the list. Uh, the next song I'm going to go with. So, I don't know this guy personally. Mm-hmm. Like a really nice lad, and he seems very supportive of other musicians. So I have checked his music out. He's called Sam Lambeth. Oh, I'm with Sam. Yeah. One of the songs that really pricked my ears was When I'm With You. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It had that, it's just a nice song. It's just a really nice song, and I like it, yeah. Yeah. Sam's an absolute fabulous, fabulous champion for all independent music, and just such a lovely lad. So let's have a listen. Friends are all finding dead ends And they won't come back again No, they won't come back again They all said their goodbyes to Duff Mulholland Drive And they won't come back again no, they won't come back again When I'm with you, I don't care When I'm with you, I don't care
just shuffled along And they won't come back again No, they won't come back again I ran out of time, you kept it on your side And they won't come back again No, they won't come back again When I'm with you, I don't
And who was that one? So this song, because I, I knew I was doing this interview, you told me to pick like six songs, didn't you? Yeah. And obviously they had to be by independent artists, obviously. So I was like, right, who else can I? I want to pick, you know, I want to pick songs like that I like. I don't want to just pick like songs just because I know that person. I want to be honest with the, with the songs I choose. So I had a good look through the Loud and Lush like uh, playlist that you've put on your <laughs> on your Spotify. Yeah. I clicked on loads of songs, and then this song just like pricked my ears. It was by a, an artist called Kate Titch. Is it? Yeah, Katie Titch, yeah. Hello Light, and I thought, I listen to it, and you know, you, when you hear your songs, like when you first hear a, a good song on the radio, you're like, oh, this is a good tune, this. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it made me feel like. I just heard it, and I was like, oh, I like this. I, I want to listen to this again, actually. I like the voice. I like the, I like the production. It's, it's cool, you know. So, yeah, whoever, you know, I don't know her personally, but I think she's... Written a really good song here, Yellow yeah. Light. I I picked that out for the show a few weeks back. Um, she had just released it at the time, actually. Katie is over on Instagram. Um, she's not so much on Twitter. Um, and we've had lots and lots of lovely conversations together. Um, she's a very very talented musician, and I did exactly the same with that song. Is she a lo- is she a local? She's not local, is she? No, no, no. Where's she it's from? Then? Is she like from? Like, she's somewhere. I think she's. A, I think she's America. I thought. I, like, I, I, I asked. Well, I didn't. That's not. That's not, not why I asked. But now it, it, she does have a bit of a like an American twang to her voice. She. I can't remember exactly where from, but um, you'll have to check her out on Instagram. She she does a, does a lot of live stuff. Um, she, she sounds like she's got a like, from a bit of a church background for as well. I think like mm. a bit background. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 yeah, I like. I think she's, I like her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, so back to you. What's the biggest gig that you've played so far? Then, well, the biggest gig I've played so far probably is, and this is, you know, I should have played bigger gigs by now, but I haven't. Obviously, I started focusing on more on the covers for a bit to make the money. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, now I'm doing originals, I'll get the chance to. To play bigger gigs now, yeah. So the bit the biggest gig I played so far was supporting an artist at the Ark in Stockton. In this place, the Ark in Stockton is a great music venue. A lot of great artists have played there, like Laura Marlin and stuff. So you know, it's not like a it's a it's a great music joint for, mm-hmm. for people. To play. Top artists have played there in the past. Yeah, who else? I've seen a few acts. Actually, who else did I see? I've seen Laura Marlin there. I've seen Badly Drawn Boy. Mm-hmm. I've seen a band called The View there. So you know, you get my drift. Like it's not. It's like a proper music joint. So, yeah. yeah, I supported an artist called. Uh, I should remember the name. Oh, Nell. You know you you got a name, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know? I can't remember the name now, though. But anyway, we're not we're not too bothered. <laughs> Well, she's. I think she's an established art. I think she's an established artist. Um, I need to get. I want to know her name now. It's on the tip of my tongue. Let me look for it. Nell Brown. 
Michelle Bryden, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So I didn't really know much about her at the time, but then I went, you know, before I did the gig, I knew I was supporting this artist, so I've, before I did the gig, I've had a, I've had a look on YouTube and that, and I've seen her like on like the telly and stuff. I think like might have been this morning and stuff. So I thought, bloody hell, she's doing well there. Mm. Like this actually, you know, yeah. She must be a big artist, this girl. Like, you know, she must be big, like, in America or somewhere, because I think she's American. So I supported her, and, yeah, it was just amazing. It was an amazing gig because, you know, you go, I went there, I had my own room, and then I did a sound check before, and I've got proper sound men there making you sound amazing. <laughs> it was a big event, so there was pressure on me. It was very intimate, the gig. I was just playing, it was just me and my acoustic guitar. You know, there's people sat, Sat watching us, you know, who've paid about twenty pound to what to watch us. Well, mm-hmm. to watch, well, well, they paid to go and watch it. Yeah, really, haven't I? I'm just the support. But you know, afterwards I played the gig and people are coming up to me and go, "Have you got any merchandise? Are you on what's your social media?" Like they made me feel like I was like, like famous, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I I I, I loved it, but that was. That was a long time ago now, and after that, I I thought I started doing more of the cover gigs because I was I was I was working on I was working on writing my songs still and stuff and getting loads of material because even the songs when I played them there, like the songs I did play at the gig, I don't even think they were finished. They went, you know, because <laughs> it was when I first really started. But luckily, yes. I got the gig. I luckily I got the gig because. Uh, a guy, you know, you know John Taylor, don't you? The guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His last got me the gig because she worked there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, and me, I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm getting paid as well, and I didn't, I didn't realize how how big the gig was until I actually like a couple of days before, and I realized I was supporting this like artist, this established artist, you know. So then you got, I got like a, a massive buzz from just supporting this artist, and you know, it was a great experience. I bet, yeah. Bet, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, in the future, I, you know, I'll be headlining. My own, <laughs> exactly. My own music places where, you know, the difference between like cover gigs and original gigs is when you go to an original gig, people are there to watch you, people are there to listen. Sometimes at cover gigs, it's like you're just sort of entertainment or sometimes you're just like background for people to have a drink and relax or to sing along to when you're just singing all... The covers aren't you just a, all the the crowd pleases and stuff and don't get me wrong at times it's like you know you love it but at times it can be a bit like draining as well you what you what you I want more from the music than just playing covers yeah but at the same time I have learned I have learned a lot of my craft doing them gigs as well you know learning to like play in front of people all the time and and talk to the crowd and stuff so it all it all helps with your development as a as a as a musician. Of course it does, yeah. All right, so it's now time to get a little bit silly. All right, we always have the silly section. <laughs> right. I, like, I like this part. So let's start with, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, celebrity crush, right. Mm-hmm. Who's your celebrity crush? <sighs> <sighs> um, ooh, um, David Borinez. David? I'm not even saying that properly. David Boynes. Who's David Boynes? Boynes. Boynes. <laughs> David Bonaneras or something. Bolognese. 
<laughs> oh, is it is it Angel? Yeah. Oh, Angel, yeah. yeah he's cool, isn't he, Angel? He's, he's in the, the Dino video, isn't he, White Flag? Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. and the way he looks at her, oh, my God, and she walks off. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Pardon yeah, my French. I, I, don't know, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but I know you're on about David Bonanares or something. Bolognese. Bolognese. <laughs> It's not called Bolognese. <laughs> but that's what we'll call him from now on. <laughs> Just say Angel, because that's what he was, wasn't he? Mm, Angel. That yeah. was his part, big character. I, I liked him better as Booth, though. What's that in Bones? Yeah. I never really watched them shows. <gasps> I loved it. I know, I haven't, I haven't seen them ones. Mm. But, uh I've seen a few of them, like on Sky, on Sky, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Absolutely love it. So come on, who's yours? Right, my crush. Right, uh, I think my crush has got to probably be. I've said it for a while now, so it's probably Scarlett Johansson. Mm. I've said it for years now. Like I, you know, I've I've had loads of different crushes throughout the past, but I'd say Scarlett Johansson's probably a safe choice, isn't she? She's... <laughs> a safe choice. <laughs> No, she's just beautiful. She's talented. Uh, she doesn't come across like you know. She's got. She seems like she's got the intelligence and the beauty. Yes, she does. She is a stunner, absolute stunner. She really yeah. is. So probably yeah for me. I don't know why. Who was, yeah. it, who was it when you were a kid though? Oh, when I was a kid, I've had a few, haven't I? Obviously, <laughs> Carly Minogue. I think. Uh-huh. You, Best crushes, being like being like brought up in the eight. Like I was like a kid when I was a really young kid. I was like brought up in the eighties. I was born in nineteen eighty two. So I think Carly Minogue was the first girl who I thought. Well, even though at that age you probably don't, you know, you don't really look at girls like the way you do now, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. But so, my son, my son actually, he was two, right? Um, when. Was it? I can't get you out of my head. Remember when she did that one? Yeah. And she did that dance, and he well, used to. She was, just... stunning. she was stunning, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Matt, he'd just be stood in front of the telly doing the dance and watching her, and he was only two, and he clearly yeah. had a crush on her. Yeah, and then I, and then she was on Neighbours and stuff as well, and you know, I think my pair, I mean, mum and that used to watch Neighbours, so and my nana and that, so I used to watch Neighbours as a kid, and she was on that, and then so I really liked her. And then I, then I went away. Then I think as I got a bit older, get a bit more testosterone, testosterone in your body, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Baywatch came out, didn't it? And that was it. That was the game changer. Pam Landerson, you were just like, wow. Oh, my word. Who was this woman? You know <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that the Hoff was my first ever crush. Oh, the Hoff, yeah. Well, he was cool as a Hoff, wasn't he? Remember when he brought out some... He, what was that song he brought out? It was funny as... I can't remember. I can't even. I remember. I I'm remembering stuff when I was a kid. I remember him <laughs> being a star in Germany with his music. Trust the Germans to love him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoff. Yeah, yeah but I like Night Rider. We can't. But I the anyway, yeah, because Night Rider was amazing as well, wasn't it? It was. That and the, the them shows. It was Night Rider and there was Street Hawk. I had the actual suit, like the the outfit for Street Hawk when I was a kid. <laughs> and it was the motorbikes, and I think I liked motorbikes more than cars when I was a kid. Yeah, the, oh, they don't make telly like they used to, though, do they? It was awesome. Oh. 
Saturday nights and like Saturday morning telly when you were a kid. That was just amazing. And, oh, the A team, obviously, A team was amazing. And then the little hobo, remember that little? <gasps> hobo? Yeah. There's a voice. It's on the road. It's where I'll always be. Yeah. <laughs> but it used to be, I remember watching it as a kid, and it'd be dead sad, wouldn't it, at times? Yeah. And you'd just be like, but at the same time, it'd take you on a journey. Yeah. You'd think, why am I, why, why, what am I watching here? I'm watching a show about a dog who's like saving people's lives and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then as I got older, and then when I got to, like, senior school, uh-huh. I got to Natalie and Brulier for a long Ooh. time. She was on Neighbours, and I loved her in Neighbours again. Something about Neighbours there was. So she was on Neighbours, and then she went and she did the brought out a solo crease. She brought that wicked song out, didn't she, Torn? Yeah. I think I started putting posters all in my bedroom, Natalie and Brulier. She just, you know, I loved her. And then I found out she was dating Nelly Kravitz, and I was gutted. But I'm buzzing because I love Renny Cabot now. He's a he's a hunk, isn't he? Oh, he is. Uh, another another hunk. Oh. So then, uh, yeah, Laddie and Brilliant, and then probably, obviously. Oh, I liked uh, Halle Berry as well. Then I went mm-hmm. to Halle. <laughs> I was there for a bit. <laughs> oh, right then, let's have a little bit more music, I think, and then we'll carry this on later. <laughs> Who have you got next? You are. Who have you got for us next? I don't know. I I can't even think straight now when I'm thinking about all these hot girls. (laughs) The next band I'm going to put on is is one of my mates from America. Okay. Basically, he's another guy who was really influential about me starting to write songs and stuff because he's, again, another talented talented git. (laughs) And he's like does like the uh, a lot of people in America anyway. You never really meet any. I don't think I've ever met any bad musicians from America. They all, I think, when they're born, they're just they're just given a guitar. <laughs> they're, all, they're all amazing musicians and singers and stuff. Anyway, he was he he works in the churches over there now. He does like the uh, he leads the worship, right? Stuff in churches back in. I think he's from. Uh, I don't know, somewhere like in Texas, somewhere in the state of Texas. He's from the south. Anyway, he's, uh, he's he leads he leads churches over there and stuff. Anyway, he came over to to Middlesbrough, Stockton to to work in the churches here as a for a year or something. You know, just to like to get away and help out and you know what's it called when people go, go missionaries. Missionary. He was doing like missionary work, I think. Yeah. So he, Working in schools and that over here and that, you know, and obviously spreading the word and stuff as well. And I met him at an open mic and he was just one of the coolest lads I've I've met. Yeah. Cool lad. And he was amazing. Like just amazing musician, singer, full package as well. He was a hunk as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I sound like I'm, I'm not gear out here, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm hunks in that you here. and your hunks, man. I just appreciate a hunk, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hunks appreciate hunks. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what did you say there? Sorry. I just said, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's got... This is just one of the songs. This is, like, I found one of the songs where I thought was cool. He, he's got a demo of it. I think the demo actually is probably better on his SoundCloud where it's a bit more stripped back. I do, mm. like, acoustic stuff, but 
Also, he's gone a bit like all oh, like nineteen seventy. Is it nineteen seventy five? The band? No, I don't know. It's all, anyway. It's a, it, he's a great songwriter. Anyway, anyway, this is his song. This is one of his songs by his band Ankenorf, and it's called Calling. Let's have a listen.
now and then when you feel like war know the time is a lot you better hold that thought run wherever I will run stay with me feel the warmth inside put the cold heart feeling to the back of your mind run you hurt your pride run until you hurt your pride if you stay So who was that one then? This guy is who I grew up with since I was, I think I went to nursery school with him. And this guy now who's big in Poland, he's doing really well over there. He's like, I think he's like famous over there. Anyway, I'd love to get get big over here as well, you know, because he's obviously English. 
But we, we, when I was at, he's probably influenced me more than, than, than he knows. You know, like I grew up with him. Even when we were at, we were kids at school, he always did music in assemblies. He'd always like play with his band and stuff. And me mate yeah. Bailey, who you know, he was in a band with him, and they used to write songs together. In a way, these guys have helped me get get into music. They've inspired me without the me. Even yeah, yeah. Long, you know, by watching these guys doing it. And anyway, he was like. When when he left school, he he went to music college for a bit, and then I think he nearly got signed a few hours by some big labels. When he was like when he left school, he was in some bands and stuff. Anyway, he I think he sacked the the bands and that off where he, who he was with at the time because they were all nutters at the time. I think they're all just getting drunk all the time and wrecked. And he moved mm-hmm. to Manchester, back in the music shop over there. He knew all like famous singers and. Band, people out of famous, you know, loads of famous people out of bands and stuff, you know, because we're all going to this shop in Manchester to see, yeah. like, to buy stuff. So in Pally, we're all like the like the drummer out the Smiths. This is the story. I mean, this is what he told me anyway. I think it's true. I don't think he's lying. Uh, so he knew, he knew the guy, the drummer out the Smiths. He knew like I think he met Ian Brown before and stuff. You know, they were going, they'd go in the shop. It was like one of the main music shops in Manchester. So anyway, I think they, I think. I don't even know if I should be telling this story. I don't know if it's private or what. But anyway, he he came. He obviously he was a musician as well, a singer songwriter. He's always been a talented singer songwriter yeah. since we were kids. He was a talented gift for melody. He could write hits if he if he wanted to. He's just he's got that, but he's a bit more. He's a very artistic guy as well. He likes to you know he's into Radiohead and bands like that. So he you know he's inspired by them. So he, he takes his music a lot more seriously. I don't think he'd ever really sell out, uh-huh. do you know what I'm saying? Anyways, he uh, I think the guy the the drum, I think he told me a story when he decided to go full time as a like a musician and try and make it. He was like the guy out of the Smiths said, like the drummer out of the Smiths said, like, look, if you really want to do this, you've got to you've got to like pack mm-hmm. in your job mm-hmm. and go for it. He did he that he did he sat so he started busking all around wow. the country. You know, he's playing playing all sorts everywhere that, you know, I think you can see videos of him on YouTube now still. He's playing in like Scotland, Ireland, and anyway, I think he moved to Wales and recorded an album in a church in wow. Wales. This album's got out. This was about. This was before Spotify was probably even about. You know, this was when it was more like SoundCloud uh-huh. and stuff. Anyway, some uh, some big producer, or I think from Poland, has had his had his song. I think he's a bit like a Mark Ronson over there. He's called uh-huh. Smolik, like a producer. Poland, he liked one of his songs. Anyway, they've ended up. He's ended up going over there, meeting him, and then the rest was history. He's uh, ended up starting a band with him, and they started doing really well. You know, like gigging, doing really big gigs over Poland, and I think he's won awards and stuff over there. So, but he said, I asked. Obviously, it has to be independent, like artists we're putting on here. But I didn't. I said, are you an independent artist? He well, well, technically I am. I'm, I'm with an exactly. independent label, so I thought, well, yeah, I can, I can, you know, be, can put this guy hey. on the list. And it was he. Well, yeah, I better get, <laughs> I better get pointing him. He's called uh, Kev Fox, and he's in, his band is like, he's called Smolik slash wow. Kev Fox. And he's got a song called, this is the first, This he's got loads of great songs, I think. You need to check him with like his live stuff on YouTube and that, and 
He's got a song called Run That's Doing Really Well. Now I notice it's got like three million wow. streams now. And I'm well, you know, I'm well, I'm, I'm buzzing for him, you know, because I just want him to keep progressing and I want him to do even like move to different companies and get bigger, big in other companies as well. And especially, I'd love to see him, you know, get, get do oh, well yeah. here as well, you know, mm. being from England. He's got called Run. This is what, and this is an old, old song of his, but his new stuff's, I think, brilliant as well. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one because this is probably this one's doing really well for Fabulous. them. Right, back to you. I want some more information. I right, what do you want then? Who is your celebrity look like? Well, celebrity <laughs> <laughs> look like. Well, obviously, I'm gonna have to say someone. Say of course, some you are. Banana. Of course. <laughs> No, I'll be honest. I'd I tell the truth. I've had the the main one I've had. This I'm not like. Trying <laughs> I know you're not because my friend said it as well. I've had uh, I've had Tom Hardy quite yeah. a lot in the past. But, That's the first thing yeah. my friend Dawn said about you. She was like, "Oh, do you look like Tom Hardy?" I said, "You just need a cardi." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you never seen the Have you never seen the Tom Hardy in a cardi I, thing? <laughs> No, I used to wear cardies with you know. I remember years ago, cardies. There's a photograph of you and your open mic on. You've got a cardie on. Well, I remember when I was the first time I heard about Tom Hardy is I was in Liverpool, and I had a friend who was in Hollyoaks yeah. at the time. We used to go and see him in Liverpool. It was amazing because we getting all the we getting all the bars and all that for VIP and stuff because obviously he was in Hollyoaks at the time. And anyway, I had a card. I used to wear cardies and stuff. I remember one of his actor mates went, "Oh, you know, you remind me of you, Tom Hardy." And at the time, I was like, "Who's Tom Hardy?" I was like fuming at the time. Yeah. I was like, "Who is he?" Like, you may not be, you may not be taking the mic, yeah. And then obviously, I did research, looked at him. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's on him, like, isn't he?" Oh, I'll take that. that. And then, this was this was before the gig. And then now, now, obviously, he's massive. Now people say, if anyone says I look like Tom Hardy, now I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I um, met Tom Hardy's wife a few times, yeah. Oh, she's from Middlesbrough, uh, Tisa, um, uh, uh, Stokesley. Um, no, I thought oh, she was from Yarm. Well, they they go to Yarm all the time because he's by Stokesley. So, right. um, yeah, um. So, yeah, I've met her quite a few times and she got me some Tom Hardy signed shirts and stuff for a charity event that I was doing. So, yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy's like, yeah. Who's your... Oh, we've No, no. Yeah. No, we haven't. My celebrity oh, uh, lookalike. Lookalike. Well, when I was younger yeah. and I had, like, blonde hair, it was um, Britney Spears. Well, that's... That's that's cool, that isn't it? Because the British Spears back in the day, she was like, you know, I probably had a cushion out at one point. She, especially when when she brought that song out, baby, baby, and she had the skirt. You no, know, like I don't want to say that now, school dress because I'm, I'm a bit. So I just need to get my school skirt on her. I, I don't look like that now. I've been married, but obviously I was a, I was at school. Don't lie! Don't lie! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, even if like the security guard where I used to work, if he sees me now, uh, he, he just shouts like as soon as he sees me, he's like, Brit! 
And I'm like, oh god, that's somebody from Wilkinson's. <laughs> I just turn up with my bunches in next time we're going out, Nick. What is it? What you always do? Get me, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom. Yeah, I think Tom Hardy's the main one, and I have had one time someone said when I had a skinhead and I had a beard. Someone said, "Shut yeah, off." I don't think anything like but, him. When you when I have a beard, I think when you do have a beard anyway, you can look like celebrities <laughs> anyway. Because oh, and um, a girl out of Hollyoaks apparently, and I can never remember who she's called. But I've been asked if I've actually been her, like when I've been out somewhere. They've said Are you so and so, so and so, and I was like, no. And they're like, out of Hollyoaks. I was like, no, no, seriously, I'm not. Oh, I wonder what that is. I can't then. remember what she's called. I have to find a picture, I'll show you. I'll show you later. Right, well, <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Oh, oh, right, so, next oh. question. Favourite movie? Yeah. Favourite movie? Uh, I'd say my favourite movie has got to be... Oh, man. It's even when people ask me what my favourite song is, like... So indecisive, I turn to Tata. I do love Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Do you like that one? <laughs> well, it's all right. Oh, I don't know if it's my favourite movie, Russell Gladiator. It used to, it was, it's up there. It though. It's a great movie, movie yeah. But it's everybody's favourite movie. My favourite movies are from like the eighties and stuff like that. I, I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Splash and um, The Prince's Bride. Oh, that's unbelievable, that movie. You know what my favourite movie is? I, well, you know what used to be one of my favourite movies? And it used what? to make me cry. <laughs> it was a Big Joe Black. Oh, right. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, I used to be really into me chick flicks. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, there's nothing better <laughs> than a chick flick. I think I was a bit romantic when I was young and I think that I used to dream about, like, Meeting the dream girl and, and being like in the movies, you know. So I'd watch your chicks. Anyway, uh, Beat Joe Black, honestly, unbelievable. Some great actors in it as well, like Anthony Hopkins, and he says some amazing, like, you know, when you know, like a movie when it has some yeah. great quotes in it. He, it's one of them type of movies, it's got a great soundtrack to it like, as well. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, there is so many, so many great quotes in that. I could, in fact, I could probably yeah. quote everything that's in it. And like me and my brother have this thing whenever we're feeling poorly, we always sing, When Cameron was in Egypt's lands, let my Cameron go. Just so that we know, just so that we know that we're poorly. Can't. can't you remember him being poorly all the time? Well, that's why he picked yeah. him off, doesn't he? But Cameron, and then, and then Ferris Bueller him. says, Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight, if he stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Oh, yeah, you do like that movie, like, don't you? It's best yeah. quotes. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. Fair, though, I don't have a, I don't know if I have a favourite movie because again, there's so many. It's just too many, isn't there? There's not like any, you know, especially now. 
that you, you can get. It's not like it used to be. You don't. I don't think we appreciate movies like we we don't appreciate music as much now as what we did back in the day. Because now you can get yeah, it everything with a click of a button yeah. now. Yeah. I remember years ago, you could go like like blockbuster or go like your local shop just to get a video, yeah. get a video out, and you would be buzzing because you'd have like a, yeah. a video and you go and watch it, and you you'd, it's a bit like when you used to go to H and B and buy cassettes and stuff, or see yeah. or even CDs, albums, and you you'd listen you'd listen to it over and over and over because that's the only way you could really listen to it. You know, now you with Spotify and stuff. I think we take music and, and stuff like movies for granted now because you can, you know, you can get everything on Netflix now you and can, everything, yeah. can you? But I've got, I one of my things that I, I absolutely love is I've still got um, the Immaculate Collection, Madonna Immaculate Collection on um, on vinyl. Yeah, Madonna's unreal. I used to love Madonna when I was young. I mean, my, dad, my dad was a big Madonna fan when I was young, so I love, I don't know. I yeah, grew up with Madonna. Love, uh, she was my fave. She was. Yes. Bangers, like, in tunes when we were younger. Like a prayer. I shall, that was what I used to love that song when I was younger. I used to love it. Absolutely. Probably had a crush on her at one point, but she used to... I remember her when I was a kid, and she was like... Even as a kid, I thought, she's proper still fair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember she... Uh, I watched this live video. I think I watched a live. I would have had this live, uh, live concert, and she, she says she said something, and I remember being a kid laughing, you know, getting dead embarrassed. Don't just stand there. Don't be silly. Put a condom on your willy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Again. I remember like you know, the kid, like oh, what? What did you say there? Like, oh my word. <laughs> But as well, she used to do loads of like sexual like stuff. Didn't yeah, she, she did. You know, she got like... a, she got into trouble for doing certain things that I won't say on stage. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and when you're watching that, you're like, it freaks it freaks you out a bit as well, aren't you? It's a bit uh -huh. too when you're a kid, definitely. Yeah, what? I don't know why I would. Have... <laughs> I wonder why your dad was watching it. <laughs> oh, you know, our dad was like, you know, our dad didn't mind me watching it. No wonder. <laughs> Hey, no Nicholas's wonder. dad, why were you watching that? <laughs> no wonder I used to live for pulling beds <laughs> in my twenties. Sorry, beds. Sorry, I shouldn't say beds. I had a, I had a, I had a, my ex, one of my ex girlfriends used to go mad when I'd say beds. She's a bit of a, I think she's a bit of a feminist. Uh -huh. And she was like, "Do I hate that word, beds? Don't say bed." So I'd be like, "Oh, sorry." No, what are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm gonna. When are you pull ladies? Ladies. <laughs> But obviously, you know, still the old borough, the borough lad comes out of me at times and I don't even know I'm saying it at times when I go to bed and then I think, oh no, can I, can I say that now? <laughs> Especially with this, uh, this PC world. Exactly, we've got to be politically correct. Yep. Anyway, Nicholas, I think I better let you go because uh, I've been keeping you for over an hour so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, having me on the show. This is, I think, me one of my first proper interviews I've done, and I was, you know, I was quite nervous to do it at first because I don't know. Never done one. <laughs> You're open. different than just singing, isn't yeah. it? And you know, but you might to hide behind. But this is a bit more. Well, intimate. I'm hoping that there's going to be so much more to come from you because you're a very talented guy, and we all can't wait to hear more. But 
Well, like, if I pre- I've got loads of material there now to record and stuff. I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready now to to do the original music now. You know, I feel like I'm ready. Yeah, I can. You know, I've got stuff to get at and and show people. And we can't wait. So once again, we're going to say Better Man is out on the sixth. Um, it's up there for pre-save, and we'd absolutely love it if you would. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Well, that's what I was saying there. Music, what I've learned with music so far in the journey is, I think it doesn't come overnight. You know, you have to work at your craft. A lot of the top artists I've, I've like, all my favourite artists who I, who I love, I've looked how long it's took them to, like, to get where they needed to be. And, like, even, like, it's took them, it doesn't, they don't just make it overnight. It takes, you don't realise a lot of them have worked at the craft for a long time exactly. to get where they have. And that's what, you know, if I can, that's what, that's what I'm inspired by. That's what makes me, you know, want to keep doing it. Because I think it doesn't, you know, just be patient and just, it all, it all, it all work out for every everyone when it when the time's right if you stick at it. And that's what the guy. That's what again, me mate from Poland told me. As I'll give a bit of wisdom here that might might help someone. But he said, you know, the ones who, the ones who you who we seen as who made it per se, have done really well with the music. Are the ones who've stuck yeah. at it. Just stick at it and just, you know, be the and best. And enjoy it along the way. Sound a bit cheesy, that didn't it? Sound like it was being a bit of a no. motivator there. Be the best, be man. No, well, I'm not trying to preach out. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can, well, I'm just trying to give a bit of wisdom that I've, I've, I've been exactly. Passed on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting to me, and I wish you all the best with the new release. All right. Should we have well, a little listen? Appreciate it. <laughs> Should we have a little what? listen? Yeah. Or to the song, yeah, that's great. Let's have a better man. Yeah, thank you. Right, we'll take care then. Nice, nice speaking, and hopefully, we'll speak yeah. again. See you tomorrow soon. night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
better, a better, a better, a better man than me. Being selfish in my life, afraid to love, not to fight. Turn back the time But I can't change people's minds When I was a kid I used to dream a lot in life The choices that I've made I hope they turn out
Okay, now that was Steel by Cult Icon. Moving swiftly on, we've got the new one from Paul Cartwright. This was released on Friday, and this is Stand For Nothing. Now, if everybody could head on over to his Facebook page, you're going to see an absolutely moving video that goes with this. Um, and I'm going to let that speak for itself. Let's have a listen. of dead man's arm Are the names of brave A tribute to the journey of the good ones Taken away
planned to live vicariously Through younger bodies who drip feed jealousy And all I gotta do Now that was Elephant Memoirs bringing us biodegradable. This one's out tomorrow. I think it's up for pre-save. Uh, so you've still got time. You've still got time. If not, just give it a good blast tomorrow, will you? Next up, we have the lovely Samantha Dern with her new single, Remind Me.
Okay, now that there was when we grow up. That's a new one out from Apollo Junction. Another fabulous video that goes with this as well. Mm-hmm. I am. They always do good videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> Butted that I can't actually go and see these now in November. I've had my bu tickets booked for I couldn't tell you how long. And then my, one of my best friends turns around and says, it's my 40th birthday party. Are you going on safari? Very torn. Am I going on safari for a birthday party? I wish I was going on safari for her birthday. That's where I should have been for mine, wasn't it? Don't even get me started on my 40th birthday. You know how... Oh, you haven't had a 40th birthday. <laughs> You've had anniversaries of your 39th. Come on. I'm not 40 at all. Yeah, you it's quite true. <laughs> I think it's about time we moved on from that subject as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is New Mantra with No In Between.
Okay, now that was Stan Quentin bringing us laughs on you. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> so terrible, the things that go through my head. Okay, wait. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't talk crazy. We don't talk crazy talk. Mm-mm. I'm not the <laughs> one. You instigate half of the stuff that goes I do not. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Absolutely do is to get half the stuff that goes on in my head. <laughs> Even when I'm not there, I'm, I'm like the little. <laughs> Wonder what April's going to say about this. Ooh, how can we make this story more interesting? Ooh. I know exactly make- what April's going to say about this. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do entertain each other very well. Anyway. Guess where we're at in the mid- in, 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 in this insanity? It's oh, the end of the show. Be- no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> we need two shows, Miss Laura. 
Two shows a week. Do you think people could handle us twice a week? Well, we could have one in the middle of the week for bangers. <laughs> Just for bangers? No. We could sure we could come up with something. Smooth jazz. One of my doctors said to me, No, Laura, people don't need to. The world does not need to know about that. <laughs> oh, the world needs to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't. Okay, right. So, who's, who's singing us out this week? Let's have a I look. don't know. Let's see. Oh, With my this. goodness, Miss Laura. And this is by Tom McGuire and the Brussels. And then we have the Steve Larkin Project. And I don't actually have the name of this song. It's time. It's time. I do it every week, don't I? <laughs> you do it every week. You do it every <laughs> week. It is time for the end of the show. We need a gong or something. Like some sort of like cow thing. <laughs> a cowbell. Ding a ding. Ding, ding, ding. Everybody needs more cowbell. Okay, well, let's tell everybody about. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we have got some good stuff coming for you, and you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your week. And remember, that new song comes out on Friday. Go, uh, go check it out. It's going to be something. So, be kind. Take care. Have a great week. Bye.
fire's thought We'll get together over drinks and smokes We'll all gather round and take turns recounting All our tales all about when you did this and that And with everyone a smile will touch Ticking of the clock As it hangs on the wall 
It's like the first time I've ever heard it before My body unfolds As the second hands unwind It's time to leave the darkness behind A new day's begun I want to feel the sun And find a place Where I belong I step outside Into the street Smiling faces pass by On everyone I meet How did I miss this before? Have I never opened my door? Tell me where do I go from here? It's time to believe in me It's time to believe in what I see Breathe, 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 breathe I see the winding road off into the distance Does everyone know or was it me who just missed it? It's time to go It's time to hit It's like the first time I've ever heard it 